to the extended cut. Uh, special time today. We got John Reeves and Chris Seabee in the house. So uh, should be fun. We're gonna we're gonna talk uh, last ten years, last decade. Chris, you ready? Yeah, man. Last ten years, and I'm not an elder, so there's no chance. What no no no, no saying what's gonna come out. That's right. You're, you don't need to worry about the elder radius That's right. anymore. That's what we used to call it in Baptist life. Once you got outside the deacon radius, was about a hundred miles. You were a little free to do some things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that I'm anymore. I'm talking all kind of trash to Don today. He can't do anything about it. I actually saw him run to a door the other day. I'm like, what? Chris Seabee's running. What, what's going on? That's new life, new day. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good. Well, before we get started, uh, a couple of things just to remind you. So this Friday, groceries on the go. So if you haven't placed your order for some chicken and produce, you can go online and do that. And so make sure... Uh, you you buy your chicken and groceries. And the proceeds are going to go to some folks who are in need. The last time we did this, we we gave out a substantial amount of money to wait staff here in the Lexington area, and uh, we're looking to expand that to possibly people who have not been able to work because of close contact, like beauticians and barbers, and then even thinking about folks who work in the hotel. So we're we're still trying to figure out exactly who that's going to go to, but it'll go to folks who are uh, obviously hurting and in need. And that's for the folks outside of Radius. And then we have people inside of Radius who are affected by this. And so our Acts 432 fund is for our partners and then regular attenders, those people who have lost jobs and been furloughed or um, you know, all kinds of things that relate to them financially, and we want to take care of our family. And so uh, make sure you are participating in both of those events as we look to, to be generous inside and out. So that'll be good. And then we're going to continue uh, live streaming. And so Sunday morning, we'll be back at it, Philippians chapter 2. And so make sure uh, you're logged in there. It's been amazing to see the reach, man, uh, nearly double what we we get on a regular Sunday morning. So um, excellent. Is may not be the ideal way to do it, but we are reaching people. So very cool. Well, good deal. I don't plan on talking a whole lot. I thought it would be good for uh, our body to uh, just give Chris a chance to to banter about the last 10 years, great memories, um, the things that he's seen happen and change and move here. And John, same thing for you as yep. you, you guys interact on that. So we got the news uh, this last week, Chris, of you saying, hey, you know what? My my 10-year run is over. My run at Radius isn't over, but my, my time on staff is. And so um, anyway, why don't you... Uh, Give us just a, a little bit more insight into how that decision was made for you and kind of plans moving forward, if you got any. Yes. I, uh, so the process started uh, probably mid-last year, maybe late last year. It just began to feel like uh, it was time for something different. So I, I like change. It's something that, um, that I, I gravitate towards. I dream towards the next thing, and some of those daydreams began to be more real, have have a little bit more energy to them. And uh, and so late last year, I, I uh, started the conversation officially with John. And uh, John and I, we, we've been together for a long time. And so it was more like two friends sitting on a couch. It was much less formal than probably some people would imagine. And it was one of a bunch of conversations we had. Uh, before that, I talked to Courtney at length. We would use our our date lunches during the week, or our car rides to and from places, and uh, and it just began to feel like something that 
I was being led to do or uh, maybe something that I had been given permission to do. And and when that happens, then I, I feel like I have to act on it. And so it it was just uh, it was just this thing that burned up inside of me and eventually spilled out where I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for what for what I'm being led to do. So off we go. Good. John, what's on your end of those conversations? Yeah, so just like Chris said, for, for we didn't go on dates, just to be clear. <laughs> him and Courtney went on dates. That's but good. we did go to Russia's. We, we did go to Russia's, just not date. Yeah. Uh, and and those conversations kind of grew. They they started uh, with some ideas being bounced around and and. It's funny, even as I've talked to some of Chris's friends and people that don't even know him that well, they're they're like, I'm not surprised because because of this startup hmm. thing that Chris has, and Chris has some unique gifts in that way. So like even the chicken sale that we're doing again this this Friday, the last Friday, you can see Chris in like all of his glory in those moments because he knows how to work that situation, especially when we're right at the beginning, and it gives you a lot of energy. And you can't wait till the next one once that thing starts tipping. And, and you know, the, our church has grown. And so, like, there's there's a lot of that, but there's also a lot of management stuff. So it's, it's a pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see him start getting this energy back as he's thinking about the next thing. And as we view it, this is the extension of the church. It's not church isn't just all about being on staff or, or what happens inside the walls. It's about what happens. I mean, we've got partners listening right now that are getting it done with their business because hmm. they represent Christ in the community. And that's always been a joy of yours, especially the interaction with lost people on the job and even while you're on this job. You, you miss that a little bit. I do. I do. I um, I talked to a guy this morning. He called me really kind. had gotten an email and just wanted to say thanks. And, uh, and then I was able to ask him what's happening at his work. And because of all this going on in the community with corona, uh, his business is busy. And uh, he's having to take good care of people. He's having to lead them through times of unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's just stuff I, I like to do. So he, in some ways, I'm jealous for the people who are listening here and, uh, and just decided it was time to go join them uh, as we try to make a difference in our community. So uh, I think another phone call I had yesterday, maybe this morning, and, and I told the folks, I said, it's, it's not going to stop what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it somewhere else. I'm, I'm going to do it outside of the walls of radius. I'm not going to do it just inside the walls of radius. Yep. And uh, when you look at how I spend my time in a week, the the big bold things on my calendar are always for the people outside of the walls of the church. So yeah, for me, it's uh, the church has been super generous to me. Radius has been really kind and going to give me an off ramp to be able to get to the next thing and uh, and be able to use the time I have right now to interact with folks. So, yeah, I'm having a blast. I, I really am living my best life right now. I'm kind of hoping this thing doesn't come to an end. So. <laughs> uh, That's good. As I, uh, when I got here, you know, a little over two years ago, um, one of our first interactions was in your pickup going to do something with cattle. Yeah. And um, anyway, it was just, when I think about the, the people, you know, a lot of folks have said, Hey, Chris has invited me on a truck ride to basically get free labor to feed your cows <laughs> or to move your cows. It really is. So a lot of people think that's missional. I think it's actually, you know, you know, you just taking advantage of people. But whatever. <laughs> missional uh, manipulative. They both start with the M's. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I do think about maniacal. Maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> I do think about the. Uh, I can only imagine how many people have gone out to help you with those cows and the conversations that happen in that truck. And so a couple of things would be, 
is the are the cows still part of the future? And then um, give us give us some highlights from some of those truck rides. Yeah, I, I don't know if cows are a part of the future or not. I, I have a few that I, I enjoy taking care of, but uh, I, I don't. I really don't know what's what the future is right now. But putting people in my truck is something I learned before I came to Radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked at Thompson Industrial Services over in Sumter, South Carolina. I think I drove. I know I drove seventy thousand miles a year, so it was a lot of driving, and and I covered the southeast, and a lot of those trips had people in them. And, and I remember one ride in particular, the guy's name is Chris Meldrum. I'll call him and tell him to listen to the podcast, but he's a tough guy. He, I mean, he works for a living. And when I say works, like it doesn't even pale to what I do a lot of days. Like he just has it, has another gear. And so it was when podcasts began to come on the scene and I was telling him about this guy I was listening to. And so we grabbed one coming out of the mountains of Asheville and we're like halfway down the mountain. We smell like a paper mill. And we are bawling our eyes out because of something we had just heard mm. on a podcast that mm. was changing our heart in the moment. And, uh, and, and it led to a conversation where we said, man, if, if we're going to make a difference in, in our workplace, then it, it really sh- we should try to make a splash here. And I think Chris Meldrum's words were, man, we need to make a cannonball in our mm. workplace. And so we just partnered together and we became really intentional with our time. And just in my time at Thompson Industrial, we we saw several people meet Jesus. Mm. Uh, We were able to help several people with, I mean, just little things, stuff that folks at Radius do all the time. But I remember Fred Johnson, he needed help with a septic tank permit, and we were able to do that. Or a guy named Sean, he he was short on some grocery money, and so we we, we flooded in there with some. And it was just, it just kind of began to lay the foundation for really what I've been doing for, I don't know, 15 years maybe. Mm And, uh, and, and so I, I want to go back to some of that. Mm. Uh, I, I think that the workplace is the biggest church in America. It just doesn't worship God. Mm. And, uh, and it's got 40 to 60 hours a week of time that people are uh, there together. They're available to be learned or to be taught. And <laughs> I need to be learned uh, <laughs> to be taught. And, uh, and, and so you could even use really simple methods like Chick-fil-A pipes in the music overhead, the worship music overhead. You could do some of that, or you could do something like you see over at Southeastern Freight where they're actually giving their people the chance to do Bible studies during work time. Hmm. Uh, C.R. Jackson's doing the same thing with some of their employees at lunchtime. And, and so those are the things I dream about. Now, whether we're selling more chicken or more produce or, or running a roller skating rink, I'm not even sure what I would have interest in. But when I dream, I dream about the people that we could interact with and, and the lives that could change. So what if, what's bubbled up in me is I'd like to see an organization, work with an organization, create an organization that changes people's lives. I heard roller skating rink, so... Yeah. Yeah, last time I did that, I crashed. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that is cool for the Radius people listening to hear is really before Chris came on staff, we uh, as we started this church, we would we just tell stories about what we did, and we tell stories about what we did inside of our Radius, which included our neighborhoods. We had a lot of stories from neighborhoods, and we had a lot of stories from jobs. And so, I mean, most most Radius people wouldn't know this, but some of Chris's stories are the original stories. So, mm-hmm. and, and their stories right now, folks listening, are the present stories. They're, they're the stories of what makes Radius Radius is people taking serious their work, their job, and that those that group of people that are surrounding in that their sphere of influence. 
goes the same whether you're a stay-at-home mom and, and you've got five homes around you. And it, it's just are we it's what we're hoping for all of our people. Mm. So as Chris, Chris didn't really never left that. That's that's, a, right. that's always been going on. And I think for our people to understand, we just view this thing a little differently. Like it's, everybody's not called to this for a lifetime. We're we're called to follow Jesus. And so obedience means we do what he wants us to do. And that, that sometimes that means we shift in and out of actually a, a paid job with the church. And But we're always responsible for our radius. So it's, it's, it's cool to see that continue on. Yeah. So when you think about it in terms of, in a, in terms of leadership for a decade and and longer, um, it, it's one thing to ask people to do something. It's another thing to say, "Hey, I'm not going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do first myself." And so, um, I think clearly that's one of the things that you just you have modeled well for Radius, and to say, "Hey, we want you to love your your neighbors and know your neighbors' names." And by the way, I'm not just asking you to do that; I'm actually living that mm-hmm. out. So. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Hey, the chicken sale. So so we had a blast the other day doing a chicken sale. Well, we've done all kind of stuff through our history. Some of them we do not want to ever repeat because they were the dumbest ideas ever. And you and I both have a few of those. Um, but a couple of a couple fun ones. What what back through the years, a couple of uh for new radius people listen to this, you you got a great history here and a little embarrassing history on our aggressiveness. To, to love people. Yes, yeah, so if I remember, help me with my numbers because sometimes exaggeration is fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I think in our early days, so if, if you're listening today, like picture me uh, late 20s maybe yeah. is, is when yeah. you know we first started with Radius. Uh, John literally knocked on my door. We had just had Braxton, our second son, and he was kind enough to bring us a meal uh, from the farmer's shed, if you guys remember. Mm, and so he, he wooed me into Radius <laughs> with, uh, with really good groceries. It didn't take much. And, uh, and, and we, started, uh, we just started serving. And so we, we made this goal. We were going to try to serve 1,000 people a week. That's right. And we were going to try to do it 52 weeks. Now, our church wasn't 100 <laughs> people strong yet. Nope, not so close. So we, we hadn't made it to 100, but somehow we thought we were going to serve 52,000 people in one year. And, uh, and Did it surprise you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and the ideas began to flow. So I, I think one of our earliest ideas was the uh, the neighborhoods on Park Road, that Martins Grove area. Yep. Uh, those people got a newspaper a yep. bunch from us. And, and all it was was a newspaper that had a radius sticker on it, really just letting them know, hey, we were in the neighborhood and, uh, and we wanted them to come. And, and I think that they're I can recall a few names that are at our church because they got a newspaper. Yeah, I can remember my kids jumping out the side of the minivan. Like it was, it was their greatest time of life. They jump out while the minivan's moving, <laughs> dropping off papers. Yep. Our wives didn't always see everything that we did. No, on, on these no, things. no. And they weren't all safe. And so the <laughs> that was probably the more tame idea we had. And then uh, one Valentine's Day, we just couldn't stomach the idea of ladies in Lexington not getting flowers. Right. So we bought, <laughs> I don't know how many thousand flowers, and yeah. we stood on Main Street, which was a really great idea. Great idea. The details uh, in my life aren't always primary for me, and so I chose the Bilo intersection as the, uh, as the place to hand out those flowers. Yep. And uh, Mr. Cupstead, I worked for him when I was 15. I hadn't seen him since, so it's been about a decade later. He comes out and taps me on the shoulder, and he says, Chris, uh, 
you know I sell flowers inside. <laughs> and so we're giving away flowers. We're giving away his profit because people are no longer having to turn into his store. Neither did we ask for permission from the permission. police department or any other yeah. the people town. of authority. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we, we took our show on the road. I remember uh, <laughs> we went to uh, St. Patty's Day. Yes, we did. So, if you know, Columbia, Five Points area, St. Patrick's Day Parade. You, you don't think, if you've been to the parade, you don't see any churches in the parade. No. Nope. Probably a reason. And so Radius <laughs> shows up, and we showed up with 5,000? 4,000. 4,000. See, five would yeah, sound so better, yeah, but we'll be, be honest. Yeah. 4,000 <laughs> Mountain Dews. Yep. Yeah, because they're green, right? That's, that's right. Oh, and wow. uh, and and we uh, we gave those away. We filled up baby pools, yep. and uh, we gave those away to people sitting on the side of the parade. And uh, it was chaos. We shut the parade down yes, when people did. figured out it was free. Like so, that's you know that was really kind of the beginnings of the generosity deal. Is it was it was so astonishing that people had a hard time believing that anything was free. And then we wanted to make the parallel that, you know, the gospel That's right. is right there for you, too. And so we, we had a, such a hard time convincing them it was free that we created shirts that said, seriously, it's free. And that way, when you walked up to somebody, you could just give them We trained our drink. people to force it on them. We did. Yeah. And once, that, when it's, once it tipped, then we didn't need to do it. Which is probably something folks listening here probably need to know is that if you're going to be generous, you, you just have to do it. You can't ask for permission. You That's just right. have to give it to them. Mm, right. And, uh, and so we did a parade. And then from there, it was uh, in the early days of showing movies in big public places. And so we created movies in the park. And I can't tell you how many millions oh, of popcorn man. kernels were popped. And <laughs> it was crazy. canned drinks were given out. But, you know, it did the highlight, you know, what, several thousand people probably in the venue. Yeah, we had a couple thousand one time. Yeah. 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 And uh, John keeps reducing my numbers. They sound less sensational when he talks. So, Why don't you be quiet over there? Two thousand is a lot of people, just so you know. I thought, I thought this was my chance. Yeah. <laughs> Time you to play another me to church. check your numbers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we. I mean, I and I, I've, I've just jotted down some stuff. I mean, what about the trailer, y'all? I, I wasn't here. That's for that. on my list. Yeah, we got wind that there's a family over in the uh, uh, Pleasant Hill. No. Uh, is that the name of the school over there by Lexington High School? Yeah, Pleasant, Pleasant Hill. Hill. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Pleasant Hill School and a really good family, working family, immigrated to the area, uh, had some health issues, and were being taken advantage of in a rent deal. And so the people of Radius Church just bought these folks a house and, uh, and, and had it delivered. Uh, and the family moved in, and off they went. Mm. And, and so I can think of that. I can think of... Buying a building for the church in Greenville, fifty thousand dollars that this church owned or this church didn't have. Yep. And we were in a school at the time, and uh, yep. we gave fifty thousand so they could get a down payment. And Radius Greenville is still off and running today, and there's a great after-school facility that's making a huge impact up there. That's right. But uh, people that didn't have money were given money. It's great. And that stuck out at me. It's that humbling. I'm like, it was almost like, you know, giving out of what you didn't have. And, mm. yeah, it was a lot. Uh, even, you know, most people don't know, but Radius's first building in Lexington was on Park Road. And the building just didn't feel like home, and Radius sold the building. But they gave, we gave the money back to the church, the denomination that started it. That's right. Because it didn't feel like ours, but it was the chance to be generous. When our name was on the title, yep. we could have kept every bit of that money. And, and that had several six figures behind it. I mean, it was, it was yeah. a big sum. But uh, it, it's just generosity is it's just a highlight for uh, 
mm. for me at our church. I, I know it'll never go away, and uh, and I think that is one of the things that makes this place special. It certainly makes these people special mm. because there's a ton of generosity that happens that we never even know about all the time. Yep. And uh, the Lord knows about it, and and I think when when we get to heaven, that'll be some of the things we sit around and talk about. Mm-hmm. Can't can't have Chris do his uh do do this podcast and not ask for at least one story from Chick Fil A or you got like three restaurants, Rush's Chick Fil A and yeah, I'm switching Groucho's or Zaxby's. I am available for sponsorship <laughs> now, so if uh, Mr. Tucker, if you want to call yeah, me, you put it on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a Chick Fil A shirt had on. A, a thousand. Great conversations with other men and families. Highlight mm-hmm. a couple, couple, couple just times we got to sit. Because one of the things I think you're particularly good at is cutting to the truth, mm-hmm. having that conversation. You've had it done with you, and and you do it for others. And there's been a lot of fruit born from that. It, yes, a couple uh, highlights. Yeah. So um, I, I got three men in my mind right now, and and all had on their own or by mistake, uh, just made a mess of their family. Mm-hmm. And and so we began to meet. Uh, usually I, I'll pick a morning because I live off of reoccurring events on my calendar. And so I pick a morning and I'm at the same place every week and we would just sit for an hour and talk. And uh, we would set some rules up that we wouldn't talk about the guy's spouse because she wasn't there to represent herself, but we would talk about him or we would talk about what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And uh, over and over uh, we would sit there and just work through something. And a lot of times it was just the hot topic of the week. Uh, there, were, there were some days that it was verses out of the Bible. Uh, it could have just been, you know, something from the past that had bubbled up and, and we didn't know what to do with. But, uh, yeah, in, in years of, of meeting with folks, I, I can put my hands on more than several men who have met Jesus, matured in Jesus, saved their family, uh, save their jobs. I, I can, I don't know. You, you could. Uh, there's. I hope there's some men listening to this that are smiling right now at the goodness mm-hmm. of God in their lives, mm-hmm. because uh, He met them at that table. And then what I really think happens is after you leave that table, uh, God will get in the car with you while you're driving to wherever you're headed, and He will begin to confirm those truths that were spoken. And uh, and then there would be a debrief after with the wife and she would confirm what was happening in her heart. And, and so I had, I had little to do with that. You know, I, I ate a bunch of calories and gained a bunch <laughs> of weight and, uh, and I'm hoping God got a bunch of glory because, uh, it, it's just, it's really great. I, I, even right here at the end of, uh, being able to eat out publicly, uh, there's, there's a guy in Lexington and, uh, he met me, he was referred to me by somebody that we had helped previously it's not even a guy I know really well, but he he heard what it is we do here and asked me to meet him, and he was desperate to meet. And so we kind of squeezed him in right before they shut the doors. And um, I, I think, like, I've seen him twice since, and, and I mean, in a matter of weeks, the Lord, I think, has saved him. I, I'm, I'm seeing him save his marriage, mm. and, and he's going to spin off into another radius that we don't have anything to do with. Mm. Because somebody we invested time with changed, and this man saw that change and wanted to grab hold or be connected to that change agent, which is Jesus. And so uh, I think I get more credit than I'm due there because uh, God's work in a lot of these, these other families' lives is what's bringing about more change. It's not, it's not necessarily uh, what I do, but 
it's a ton of what God does. So yeah, but it's inspiring to uh, to, to folks listening because mm-hmm. it's, it's something like you you were you were a salesman and before you you weren't a pastor you were a salesman and you were already working this and you grown into it through the years by repping by just continually doing it meeting mm-hmm. guys and seeing as they come and we got guys out there listening that are working their job and they can carry that same torch if if. It takes a little time. You got better at it over the course of time. Yeah. You, so you have to, if if you're listening and you're like, I don't know, then I'm I'm telling you this week, you got to look at your workplace or somebody that you're in community with, and you got to be brave enough to invite them to sit down with you. Uh, even during Corona, I've I've done several parking lot picnics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got teased the other day because I invited somebody to meet me at the trash dump over there, at <laughs> Saluda Point. And you we, don't have to walk far when you're done. That's right. Yeah. So we we sat in the trash dump parking lot, that parking ride, and and we talked about what God was doing. And uh, and so yeah, you can do this. And uh, and and as soon as you're done, you're going to see a couple areas you could get better. But God honors you just trying. Mm-hmm. And and we got to try. Uh, that that is how people change. They they change they change way better on one on one meetings than they do in large group group gatherings. And so you giving your time uh, is is really good. I heard Chuck Swindoll say it. I know Russell's a big fan of Chuck, and uh, but Chuck talked about the church and and we live in an age of efficiency where people are trying to make things more efficient. And he said the church wasn't designed to be efficient because it was designed to work with people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, sure, it's not efficient to be one-on-one multiple times a week. You know, we, we try to get two or three or four-on-one, but you, you can't replace the value in being one-on-one with somebody across the table, you know, phone in your pocket, paying attention only to them, and, you know, doing what Brian Kirkland talks about, which is asking curious questions and uh, and and responding to what the Lord brings to you, and and multiple times I, I'm amazed. I, I don't think I have that much scripture hidden in my heart, but repeatedly He would bring verses to me that I could just offer to somebody, and it was, it was just a highlight. So yeah, I love. I hope whatever I do next, that doesn't stop. Yeah, I'm I'm confident that'll continue. That's good, John. Anything else you'd add? That story you'd share. Oh, man, I got stories. I don't know if Chris really wants me to have the mic <laughs> no, on this. <laughs> not unless we're going to put a beeper up. You know? We're going to need to beep some of these out. Oh, man, no. Nah, the, the, um, so for for folks listening, the joys and the weight of the elder room is, is something that is hard to articulate. Hmm. But we, Chris and I, and others have had great times in that room but heavy time. So, so there's a lot of laughter in those rooms, but there's sincere. Uh, weight is the best way I know how to explain the prayer times as we pray for the church, as we dream for the church. And so you know, we just had our, our our first meeting without Chris there, and it, it was, there was a hole. So mm-hmm. we so we missed that. But it's uh, I, I think for the folks to capture, there's just probably at this point thousands of hours we've spent in rooms with with elders. And, and in our culture, that doesn't fully make sense because people connect with either the you know the guy they see preach, but but a lot of the the battle and the work is going on quietly where nobody else sees it. And so as we dreamed about the future, Chris been a big part of that. And there's a lot of it's, instead of uh, funny stories, there's just a lot of good solid time there that that uh, that I appreciate that. It's been just good as we captured the last fifteen years. Absolutely, yeah. For you know, for people, I can interrupt because they can't do anything about it. And so, uh, <laughs> for people listening, like you, you need to know that 
the, the elders of this church love you. Mm. And, uh, and, and they're up really early, uh, multiple times a month praying. Uh, we would pray more than, or we would pray 50% of the time. And, and those prayers weren't token. They're not cheap prayers. Uh, they had your names in them. They were connected to what God was doing in our church. They were asking for things that we couldn't see. And, and for a bunch of years, God's honored that. But I, I can think of, uh, you know, I can think of a hard time where we tried to go save a marriage and, uh, and we got a cease and desist letter from a lady <laughs> because mm-hmm. she, she didn't want her marriage saved. And that was really hard. Mm-hmm. And then I can think of uh, a really, I, I can think of two really great times where uh, one was a lady came in. She was struggling with some health issues and we were able to pray for her. And, and I mean, she was healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one that is probably going to stick with me forever is uh, there's a little girl out there that that battled epilepsy. And, uh, and so we went to their home one day and uh, we prayed for her, which was great. It was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you remember the end, John, where mm-hmm. she prayed and man, she melted the room. She did. Mm-hmm. Like she took a bunch of old men to school. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. I read, uh, I was reading Matthew this morning. It talks about how we're we're supposed to come like a child, and uh, and that childlike faith that she lived out in front of us, I think it'll forever change me. And so, mm, yeah, really great, mm. great stories coming from the elder room. And those stories aren't over. Mm. There'll be more of them, especially mm. as you add people. There's more opportunities to pray. There's more chances to get in the ditch with somebody. But, uh, yeah, you know, for, for men out there, it, the Bible talks about you aspire to be an elder. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know our church is looking for uh, more elders, diverse elders. And, and so there, there'll be some changes there, but the changes won't stop the good. The good is still in the room, and I think that's the way God has that thing designed. That's, that's a great way to wrap it up, eh? That, that just everybody, it's kind of a, Chris ain't going anywhere, so Russell and I both will be getting information from him all the time. The friendship depend, uh, continues. But one of the things Radius has always done is there's always a next man up. And our expectation is that some other guys are going to step up and one, they're going to be at Chick-fil-A, meet with people. We want that to be long-term for Radies. That's, that's who we are. But we expect some, 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 there's probably a guy listening right now that is, you don't just get to choose to be an elder, but mm-hmm. needs to start thinking about whether he's preparing to carry that weight at some point. That is who we are and who the church has always been. We're just part of the big church. So it's fun. It's Thanks good. for it. was a good idea, Russell. Yeah, man. Why don't you, uh, why don't you wrap this up by closing or by praying for Chris and, and uh, for our body as we take this next step without him and for the elders, and that would be a great way to Sounds close good. it. Sounds good. Chris kind of got my little lump in my throat on that last story. That's <laughs> not fair to ask me right now. Jesus, we, uh, I recognize your work. I um, mean, Chris, it's been fun to watch you uh, build him as a man uh, from, from just being a young married uh, father. And trying to trying to learn how to how to live for you in, in that setting, and then taking on more and more responsibility as you brought it and prepared him for it. And so, this is just a celebration of uh, your work, as Chris has already said. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking his gifts, uh, fanning them into a fly, fire, and then uh, producing fruit, fruit and people, uh, fruits of the spirit, fruit for his family. Uh, so just, I'm just thankful for all that. It's, uh, it's fun to review, and I, I know there's a bunch more to come 
don't know exactly how it's going to shake out for uh, Chris, but I'm excited about the fruit that will be produced in the coming years, Lord. I do, and I know he want me to pray for the, the particularly the young men that might take in this podcast that need to take a step forward. Uh, just walking with you, um, they need to take uh, some steps of courage toward truly leading their families. And then some of them really need to begin to wonder and, and ask you uh, what their responsibility is for the local church that they're a part of. Uh, so pray for those those young men. We, we're excited about them taking another step. Lord, we, we uh, pray you would stir in their hearts even as they listen to this podcast. Uh, we celebrate all this. We celebrate your work. We're, we're thankful, Lord, at Radius to be able to see just a lot of things happen in our history and recognize everybody doesn't get to do that. So we want to thank you for that. Uh, Chris is a huge part of that. So we thank you for him. And we haven't mentioned Courtney near enough in this little chat, but her uh, ability to uh, carry this weight quietly with Chris, kind of who her personality is, and some stuff that she does that nobody gets to see. As she she discerns situations, and she's got this really unique gift to be able to anticipate what people need and and uh, has played a huge role in uh, helping guide our church over the years. Thanks for the kids as well. And uh, we pray favor on the CB family. We trust you with all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, John. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Yep.